Welcome to episode number 122 of the Church Collective Podcast. In this episode, I had the opportunity to talk to Ellie Holcomb about the heart of um, songwriting in the midst of difficulty. Um, She has some really cool encouragement for you if you may be going through a difficult time. And I think the reality is most of us are going through a difficult time a lot of times in life. And God is there in the midst of that and he wants to move in and through us. So here we go with episode number 122 of the Church Collective Podcast. Yeah, so it has been um, a really intense two years for for me and for my community. Um, there has been a lot, for dear, dear friends of ours, a lot of um, suffering and loss and pain. And so I wrote this record, Red Sea Road, about really it's a celebration of the way I've seen God show up in the midst of all that sorrow and all of that loss and all of that pain. Um, I wanted to remind my soul that he shows up in the midst of the most unlikely places, um, that he's faithful. And so uh, it has been such a joy to get to sing and write these songs in the middle of, um, a really difficult two years hmm. to sing to my soul about his faithfulness has been a really sweet process for me. Sure. Um, going into the two years, uh, was there a sense of like, I need to write as, you know, as a way to like process this or was there a sense of, man, I don't want to do this. You know, could you maybe talk to uh, what, what was that like? Yeah, absolutely. You know, so many people ask me, are you going to do another record? Are you going to do another record? And I I was always like, I don't know if the Lord wants me to. I guess I will. But um, honestly, I needed to write. Uh, For whatever reason, the way God made me when I sing, I believe. And um, it was such a gift to sit in God's promises and sing them over my own soul. So honestly, it's it was a cathartic process for me. Um, and it really felt like part of the healing process and um, part of the process of choosing to believe who sure. he is and yeah. that his promises are true in writing these songs. And so um, it's so funny because I'm like, I hope this is good for other people, but it was really good for me to do it. Yeah, sure. So, I'm already really glad that I did it. <laughs> Is there a sense of um, like people really resonating with it so far? You know what? There really is. I've been playing uh, Red Sea Road for a while now. Um, and uh, you know what? It's been the sweetest thing. People's biggest response to that song, because um, I haven't had it recorded yet, you know, so people come up after the show and they say, oh, where can I get that Red Sea Road song? I really have a friend I need to play it for. Yeah, They're walking through a lot of sorrow, a lot of loss. And man, what an honor. Oh, because that's just, you're just like, oh, Lord, the fact that anything that I get to be part of anything that would encourage somebody's weary heart is... Um, is humbling to no end. Yeah, that's cool. Um, maybe talk a little bit. I'm just, I'm always like really, it, it seems like God does his biggest work through suffering. Um, or so weird, through, Yeah, through like difficulties. Like, not really? seems, I mean, that, that's just, that's through the Bible, through, you know, most everybody has a testimony towards that. Do you um, have any encouragement for somebody who may be going through uh, difficulty right now, or they feel like they're in a, a dark time or, or something like that. Um, 
having now sounds like you're you know, at least on the downswing from it at this point, but, um, what encouragement do you have for somebody who's walking through something like that? You know, I, um, one, I'm sorry because <laughs> I just know, uh, I know the ache and the anxiety and the pain. Um, I know that grief can be overwhelming at times. And um, I think uh, one of the things that has marked me through through the last two years, um, one of the songs called Find You Here that I wrote, uh, I wrote in the wake of a cancer diagnosis for my dad. Mm-hmm. And um, it was actually a year ago yesterday that after this diagnosis, my mom and dad hosted a praise and worship night at their house. And I will never forget uh, that night. I watched my mom and dad. uh, Nobody's ever ready for that kind of phone call from a doctor or that kind of text from a family member. But um, I watched my mom and dad run into all of that darkness, all of that unknown that seemed pretty bleak and daunting and overwhelming. They ran straight into it with their hands raised praising God Hmm. and their posture was just one of hope and it wasn't this hope that like ignores suffering or says no that's not true nothing's hard it's fine but it's a hope that faces suffering head-on and says this isn't the end of the story no matter what happens because of what Jesus did on the cross there's healing and hope ahead and uh man we Uh, I was there that night and I just thought this is the strangest, most unnatural response to a cancer diagnosis that I've ever seen in my life. And um, in the same breath, it just felt irresistible. I couldn't help but follow them. And so that night I encountered and, and really our family encountered the presence and the peace of God in a visceral and palpable way that will mark me for the rest of my life. Hmm. And um, I am just so grateful for that opportunity to to know his nearness in that way. And that would be my prayer and my hope for people who hear this record, who are walking through something hard, that they would know that Jesus draws near to our breaking hearts, that he's able to bring comfort into the middle of the chaos and um, that he's faithful, that he's ever faithful. And uh, yeah, so that would be my prayer. And there is some mystery in that Philippians four, four through seven, rejoice in the Lord always. Sure. That feels like a really hard command, you know? Right. Um, Like, especially in light of, the things that life can throw at you. Um, but man, I love what it follows with rejoice in the Lord. Always. I'll say it again. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near Hmm. and man, knowing his nearness, he gives us a reason to rejoice. And, um, there has been that mysterious, really kind of unexplainable peace that we've encountered um, as we've lifted our hands to praise him, even when it didn't feel like it made any sense. Sure, yeah. So there's a certain amount of a discipline to it where you just step out in faith and like, okay, I'll I'll try this out, Lord. 
Yeah, I think I felt confronted with a choice a lot in the last few years to either despair, which of course we have that choice, or to hold on to hope. And um, at the end of the day, we we do have a reason to hope. There's an empty grave. And I mean, a grave's not like a pleasant place, you know? Right. So, um, and the cross wasn't a pleasant, you know, experience. It was brutal. And so I'm just grateful that we have a God who enters into the middle of all of that yeah. and says, me too, I've suffered too. So you could know you'd never be alone in your suffering. Sure. That's neat. Um, have you done much like uh, worship leadership over the past few months? Got to maybe speak to that a little bit. Yeah, you know, I absolutely love getting the opportunity to lead worship, and I, I, uh, I don't always get to do that. I feel, in some sense, that just singing the songs that I write feels like worship to me, yeah. um, in the corporate sense of leading, but. Um, I think anytime we're acknowledging God's goodness and his faithfulness, it it's, feels like worship. And sure. um, well, anytime we're doing anything really can be worship. Um, but in terms of leading corporately, oh, I love it when I get the opportunity to do that, to to lift our voices together and, and declare God's faithfulness and his goodness. Um, it is such a beautiful and powerful thing. And it's honestly been something that's helped pull me out of the pit of despair. A lot of times is singing with other people. And, um, so I love, I love it whenever I get the opportunity to do that. Sure. Could you unpack a little bit? Like, I think you hit a really big point where I think, especially for worship leaders, most of our audience is worship leaders, but we will make a delineation between a worship song and, you know, a radio song or, you know, coffee house song, um, when I think you, you made a really good point, like ultimately, if it's pointing to God, it's, there's a sense of worship to it. Could you maybe talk about that a little bit? Oh, absolutely. Uh, my my husband is in a band, and they're sort of in the AAA Americana world. Um, they're not making like sort of overtly Christian music. Yeah. Um, and he gets questions about this a lot. And um, I love the way he was uh, had an interview with a magazine here in town, and uh, they were asking him. To, you know, people asked about that. And he said, you know, when I'm picking a place to go eat, you know, with my wife to take her on a date, I don't say, okay, what's what's the Christian restaurant? I want to go to the restaurant that like serves really good, beautiful food and creates a welcoming environment. And, yeah. you know, it, I just thought, man, what a beautiful illustration of like excellence being a, a way, doing things excellently is a way to bring glory to God and to serve and love other people. Yeah. That, that's really cool. Um, what, what have you, what have you been learning lately? Like what, what's God been teaching you even over the past couple of weeks and your, your times with him? You know, uh, I, I, we, we've had a, we've had a really intense last month. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, it's my husband actually was in the hospital over, uh, till about two days before Christmas. He had viral meningitis, which is crazy. Um, and in the midst of all of that, uh, I feel like 
I've been again reminded. It's so funny. It's like the Lord's like, you're about to release this record that you wrote through all this suffering. And it's like, here's another chance to practice. what it's sure, like, sure. You know? And so there's this sense of him just begging me to rest in him. Mm. Um, the verse that inspired Red Sea Road, Exodus 14, 14 says, you need only to be still. The Lord will fight for you. Yeah. And, um, I am such a, a doer. I always want to be like earning my worth, you know, sure. and, um, and like grace is offensive in some ways to me. Right. I'm like, no, I need to do something right to earn it. And, um, and so it has been a really sweet thing to be um, in a helpless place again and having to just rest in his promises. And yeah. Um, yeah. it was a really sweet thing. I've been memorizing scripture with a friend of mine for about seven and a half years now and I'm so grateful that in those in those moments like in the hospital when my husband is like in great pain and the doctors couldn't figure out what to do to help it like the promises of God are are the things that are like have become part of the fiber of my being and those are what I go back to um, those are what I stand on. Those are where I find my comfort and my peace and my hope. And so I'm so grateful that I, you know, I didn't have my Bible in the hospital room. We had to rush to the ER and, and there God's promises were kind of hidden in my heart. And, um, and I was just reminded again that he, he draws near to us, even in hospital rooms when we don't know how things are going to turn out. And yeah. I'm so grateful for that. Yeah. That's a good encouragement. Um, Last question. You got any any advice for young songwriters? I think we talked a little bit about this last time we had you on the podcast, but it's always like it's always moving, always fresh. Like, I'd love to see if you've got anything you'd like to speak into the people that are listening to this this podcast. Um, you know, how can they chart their course? Like, what what are the what are the ways that they can be healthy in uh, you know trying to be a songwriter or a worship leader or you know really do music for God? Yeah, you know what. Um... I had a friend. I have a friend of mine who's a worship leader at a. They're planning a church in Salt Lake City, and I just loved the way that he said this. He said, "You know, a worship leader is really just someone who's gone to incredible places with the Lord, mm. and he comes back and he says, guys, you got to see this. You got to know him like I know him.'" And so I would just say, in in writing and in creating. Um, to not forget that the main thing that we were created for is to be swept up into a story bigger than ourselves. Yeah. And so, so to pursue God, to pursue knowing Him, and then to come back down and and let your your work that you're writing and then your life, the way you're living, be influenced and um, led by by time with him hmm. and um is a pretty it's been a pretty powerful thing with me <laughs> yeah you know, i think i always want to say something profound and the lord's like why don't you just come with me like sure. well let's just take a journey together and then and then then you can write about it and um that's been the journey of this record for me for sure yeah um, so i'm i'm really grateful really grateful that our lives are really just get to be swept up into the story of his love and yeah. an adventure that we get to say yes to sure. <laughs> and to be swept up in that adventure before any of the other agendas that we have on our list is probably a good idea. Yeah. So, so maybe one more question then, like how do you, how do you strike that balance? I feel like that's always 
always the problem because we know we need to be in the Word. We know we need to be spending time with God, but there's just so much, even just ministry to do that we don't even get a chance to do that. How do you mm. how do you make sure that that's, like you said, the first thing for you? Oh, man, that is... That is my world, man, because I, I would love to be like, you know, I just get up every morning at 4 a.m. and it is not a struggle. I just spend time, hours with the Lord on end. Yeah. And that is not my life every day. Sure. Have, I've never regretted it the days that I do that. But I think uh, what I'm learning and with small kids, th- this is the thing for me, too, is there is it is possible in the midst of our everyday life to have this posture of repentance and of returning to God and um and and he loves meeting us in the midst of all the ministry and of all the busyness and of all the things on our to-do list um man the days when i am just carrying all of those things in prayer and sort of bringing them to him uh, asking him to leave me before I go into a meeting, man, those are the days when I feel like I'm like, okay, yep, I'm tracking here. This is <laughs> this right. is not just about me. So I think it's a posture of the way that I'm I'm living out my days, um, and it is a journey that I'm continually on, and I am always forgetting, which is why I write songs to remind myself <laughs> of true. Yeah. So. Thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast. As always, if you could head over to iTunes, leave us a rating and a review. It really helps us get connected with more worship leaders over there. And if you haven't connected with us, hit that contact button on thechurchcollective.com. We'd love to connect with you and connect you with others. God bless.